0: Boy, I had some headphones at some point. Uh, there we go. I found them. I found them. Let's see. Let's see if we're going to blow everyone's ears out or, or whatever the opposite of that is. Suck everyone's ears in. You're not gonna yeah. say we sucked. Somebody should. Let's talk about two times. Suck about one year. You're asking the questions nobody could. Oh, unprofessional. Hey everybody, welcome. Welcome to another episode of a show that you listen to and that uh, I listen to. No, wait, I do not. I don't make a habit of it. it happens from time to time against my will or for a project, but uh, overall do not really do um, okay today on this show, uh, this is the Cheeto that looks like show so what what I discovered at some point was uh, that there are or there is a whole a whole sort of um I don't know if I want to call this a world world of. But there's a whole world of eBay Cheetos that look like. So here's something that I think is funny. So if if you look up Cheeto that looks like, you'll get a bunch of stuff, right? And this, I can't remember how I got turned on to this, but somewhere online I got turned into, hey, if you look up Cheeto that looks like, you'll find a lot of stuff. Um, what I didn't know is that when you look up Cheeto that looks like, you'll find Cheetos that look like things, um, and the prices of them will blow you away. So the top, the top return right now is Cheeto that looks like Velma, limited edition, unique collectible. Uh, and you know, we can play the home game, which is what do you think, what do you think, uh that would be worth now velma i assume is scooby-doo but i could be wrong it doesn't say anything about scooby-doo it shows a person i guess who uh appears to be a black man um in a kitchen creating a pose where he's on his knees with his hands flat on the floor um so i guess oh okay it's like velma looking for her glasses on the ground um Here's what's funny about it. It's like, it kind of looks like a person in that position, this Cheeto. But, uh, you know, to say that it looks like Velma from Scooby-Doo is, uh, you know, the word stretch comes to mind. Um, Also, this person posing for the picture to kind of demonstrate not only looks nothing like Velma, but is wearing glasses and could have put them on the floor and been searching for them. But instead, they're just sitting on his head. So that's 200, 200 bucks for that one. Um, I'll give it this, though. This one at least kind of looks like what they're saying it looks like. Um, here's a cool-ass Cheeto that looks like the Desert Eagle, a gun, uh, selling for school books. Now, okay, this one's up for a dollar. And that that I kind of get because at least I'm like, you know, it, when you told me that people were selling Cheetos that look like things for money, I would have thought, okay, here's what you do. You sell it for, like, $5, bucks, 4 dollars 95 shipping. Because you are going to have to, like, wrap this somehow, right? Like, maybe in a jewelry box. Um, so you sell it, you basically make a, a $7 profit or something, and then you buy your next Cheetos with that. So you could basically... As long as you get your money back for the Cheetos you purchased and maybe a little bit more, overall it's kind of worth it, right? But then you see uh, spread legs, flame and hot cheeto, a flame and hot Cheeto that looks like spread legs. And you're like, okay, first of all, I don't know if this person understands how to list things on eBay because you don't have to say spread legs, flame and hot cheeto, a flame and hot cheeto that looks like spread legs, right? That one's $100 uh, and three ninety five shipping. See, I think this person is missing out on what the other trick of eBay, which is like you list something and then you kind of say, mm, here we go. Cheeto that looks like genital, rare. Venmo or Cash App only accepted, $100. Flamin' Hot Cheeto that looks like a sliver from Magic the Gathering. I'll have to take your word for it. Now here's an inch by inch and a half Cheeto that looks like a human foot. One of a kind. Mm, That's a bold claim. (laughs) That one's $60. The next one is or best offer. I like when they say or best offer because I'm like, do people know that or best offer means like, well, if the best offer I get is two bucks, whatever. Cheeto that looks like Trump tweeting on the toilet for 99 cents. There is, in fact, one bid on this, and it's got free shipping. Now, I would think if you shipped a Cheeto, uh, you would spend more than a dollar. Don't you think? Um, And it's like, you know, looking at these Cheetos, this is like the commerce, commercial version of the game you would play as a kid of looking at clouds, right? Here's one that looks like a bong. Here's a Little Caesars Crazy Breadstick that looks like a bull potweed, not a Cheeto. That's the entire the entire um, listing for it. So here's a Crazy Breadstick that looks like a bull potweed. Um, looks a little like a pipe, maybe. That one is for $1,211.40. Um, here, ultra-rare spiral-shaped crunchy Cheeto looks like Tony Hawk's 360 skate loop. So at least this person did me the courtesy of doing a photo uh, join. So, like, the top half of the photo is the Cheeto, and the bottom half is the 360 loop. So at least I can see it. Now, this one is an extremely rare-shaped Cheeto that looks just like Stephen King's It!, for $655 plus $1,365 shipping. says it benefits charity. Now, here's what's really curious. There are 14 people supposedly watching this thing. Rare Chinese Dragon, Superman Original Cheeto Comic Superhero Unusual Bag Find, Rare Penis-Shaped Snack Food. I mean, these are all listed for hundreds of dollars. Now this one's a giraffe head, draft giraffe, giraffe head, two hundred and fifty bucks, OBO. Here's what I wonder about these these Cheetos. Do they eventually get purchased for some, Like, is this like a crazy? You know, is a uh, John Ham? He's like, I have not been busy since since quarantines and stuff. And I got some money and just gets a little loaded, and then he's like, I'm gonna buy this. I'm doing it. Wouldn't you be better off, though? It's like, okay, you get a bag of Cheetos. Um, $250. let us see. How much is a bag of Cheetos? Cheetos, Walmart.com. Eight and a half ounces. Cheetos mac and cheese. That sounds pretty good. A party-sized bag of Cheetos, 15 ounces, is $4. So, you could get like... I don't know. 50, 50? bags of Cheetos with tax and everything? 50 bags of Cheetos, and then look through them for something that looks like something. I mean, couldn't you just play that game yourself then? And eventually, I mean... Most of these, too, it's like, oh, here's one that looks like an angel. I'm like, mm, that's kind of a stretch. Rare baby carrot that looks like a vagina. Please, I'm trying to pay for college $1 and $5 shipping. Now, I think that one's extra funny because it's like a baby carrot, which looks like a penis, and then it's got a split in it, so it supposedly looks like a vagina. This is, by the way, the equivalent... You know that thing that they have where it's like, some people seem to be like, everything's shaped like a penis. Like, why are why are skyscrapers shaped like penises? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, my penis is not nine floors tall and square. So I guess it's like, it's not even shaped like a rod. Um, a, a skyscraper. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know, guys. But this is like the equivalent of that, where it's like, this person just sees a vagina and everything man um you can also like limit it to the really weird category so apparently that's a whole category that you can look in so you can just see cat cheetos that are really weird i wonder can you just like look in the really weird and just see what's in there sure can itching powder A big, very symmetrical, blue, purple, and gold bismuth crystal from Germany. Oh, here's a bottle of air from Alaska. Now we're talking vintage West Germany poker pinup playing cards. That's good. Um, here's a pregaphone. phone, phone that you use to talk to your pregnant belly. Hmm, I like that. I like that. Penis-shaped Cheeto penis-shaped pork rind you know, you'd think for everything being phallic enough, it would be like well, how, yeah, how much how much stuff being phallic is really, like, unusual I guess here's a transorbital lobotomy orbitoclast Walter Freeman I don't know a penis protector oh, a Bobbit penis protector that must have been a very good joke um, I guess being good to your wife would be what that is. It's like an advice on how to not be a a douche to your wife, probably. Um, yeah, okay. This is pretty weird. I like this though. Bottle of air from Alaska. Now, here's what makes me really curious: is you see, like related items. You know, people who looked at this item also looked at, but I'm not getting those. But uh, how would you ever, the problem with this is like, how would you know, right? It's like the thing you used to be able to get where it's like the uh, dirt, the Transylvania dirt. You're like, I mean, how am I going to know? How do I, as a normal man, discern whether or not this actually uh, is Transylvania dirt? I'm never going to know unique antique brass ashtray with glass bubble displaying silkworm larvae eggs and silk gross yeah well that's exactly what it says silkworm larvae eggs and silk inside like a bubble of an ashtray yeah I mean that's a that's an industry that I guess doesn't exist anymore huh it's like ashtray like how are we gonna how are we gonna make this fun and they're like eh You know what I think is really interesting, though, or maybe slightly interesting, is eBay has two categories. One is really weird, and one is slightly unusual. (laughs) Oh my god, you can get an unknown random items box worth $100 for $8. Box of Wonder, $10. Mystery-ish box, $30. Clonazolam. Klonazolam. Kinky feet Polaroids. Worn dirty socks. Now we're talking. That is some good weird shit. Refillable novelty alien UFO flying saucer butane. World's most expensive roll of toilet paper. $6.30. I don't think that's actually true. Here are 10, 10 pellets for scientific analysis. What is this stuff? claw? Clonazolam is a novel research chemical that hasn't been available What is this for Clonazolam. not for human consumption research purposes only This makes me think though that people <laughs> will not ship to Virginia This makes me think that whatever this stuff is it's not uh, it's it's a drug right That's where my mind goes uh, is a drug of something class, which are benzodiazepines fused with a blah, blah, blah. It has had very little research done about effects and metabolism and has been sold online as a designer drug. Psycho Not Whippy. Wiki. is a novel depressant substance. Hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. So I guess you can buy that on uh, eBay. And by the way, that counts as... It's slightly unusual. This drug. Here's a vintage Peter meter. How much of a Peter are you? I would pass. But I think this is going to be a penis, penisometer. As we've come to know it by the more scientific term, penisometer. Oh, yep. This is like elephant walrus buffalo or... You know, the, the lowest is size four, false alarm, why women leave home. <laughs> Whoa. Size five, poor show, just a teaser. Size six, come again, gives good account. Size seven, home wrecker, what every woman wants. Size eight, what a whopper, large women, small livestock. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, large women, small livestock. Is that who this is intended for? Large women and small, okay. Size 9 to 12 for exhibition. Elephants, walrus, buffalo. I guess that, I don't know if that's who you're supposed to bang with that size or if that's who is interested in that size. Either way, um, that's a pretty good one. I like that. But I wish it was a Peter meter of like how much, how much are you a Peter? And I should, I should decide that. $50 Oh, $50 Nutella sandwich of gratitude. This is awesome. Here's a thing that just says jar of butts. All races 6.5 inches tall. Looks like little sewn, sewn things. Um that's fun. <laughs> butts. Here's a jar of butts. If you're are you Tina from Bob's Burgers? Oh, here's what you need. Right? Need that uh the butts thing. Well, there you go. that's that's our eBay stuff for the day. So, I guess what I thought I would do um, on today's show, and you know, now that we've got that big stuff out of the way, oh God, I just I'm becoming an old old man, you guys. I hurt my uh lower butt slash upper thigh hamstring area in a way that's like debilitating. For my general, my general life is just like, uh, I don't want to say destroyed, that's a strong term, but it's, boy, is it it a challenge out there for a, you know, young old man. I was at the grocery store and I was getting one of my favorite candies, Dots, which is, you know, totally an old man candy. And as I was uh, going to get it, I realized it was on the bottom shelf maybe four inches from the ground. And so, you know, cha- bending over right now is an extreme challenge. Actually, just sitting. I'm going to m- stand up. Hang on. Oh, God. All right, I'm standing now because that's, that's where I'm at. Um, bending over was a challenge. So it was very painful to bend over and get it. And I was just like, wait a minute. We all know this is an old man candy. What is this doing... Four inches from the floor, you guys. This is, like... I don't I don't throw around the word irresponsible all that often because, uh... Or, I guess I do, but I'm usually laughing when I say it. <laughs> that was irresponsible. But I was like, this is all wrong. Although then Poon Master Flex was like, well, no, that's where that belongs because nobody wants that candy. And I was like, hmm, you make a good point. It's like... Where can you put it that's accessible for an old man but is also, like, not on eye level? Because I'm I'm assuming that whatever company makes dots, I think they also must make Tootsie Roll and a couple other things because they come together in a weird package of Halloween candy. They're like, here's the three or four candies that m- most, oh, Milk Duds. I think it's like a tw- uh, t- Tootsie Roll, Milk Dud... Dots combo, something like that. And it's like, well, here's three candies that really have no business being together. Especially the dots, though. I mean, it's like, at least Tootsie Roll and Milk Dot is chocolate. And Tootsie Roll is almost like a chocolate-caramel combo. It's like, well, it's chocolate-flavored, but it's the texture of a caramel rod, I guess. But uh, then, then they're like, and also dots, and then Dots and has the, the green dot, which is, I think, a lime flavor. Um, and I, I applaud them for sticking with the lime and not going the green apple route because I hate green apple shit. But at the same time, it's like, man, you guys, I, this is why people think that green lime green flavor is horrible because of this candy and others like it. And they're right to think that. Anyone who thinks that green, uh, lime green candy is bad, and if they were like, okay, green dots, I'd be like, hmm, point taken. But uh, I'm, I'm just not a fan. So yeah, I've aged, I've aged about 30 years in the last week due to this injury, but I am hoping to recover eventually. <laughs> It's funny because Poodmaster Flex will be like, are you, are you thinking about like going to the doctor? Cause you know, it, it takes me forever to get out of bed or like getting up from standing from the couch is probably the worst. I'm getting up and it's just like, it's like an eight out of 10 on that. You know, it's, I've complained before about the pain scale. Cause they're like, what is this? Like a out of 10. I'm like, I don't know. But I think when you're uh seven plus, that's when you're like, I mean, a lot. This is a, a seven plus, maybe an eight. Then it's like, okay, yeah. Now that's pretty serious. It's, it's like, I wish they had a different way of just basically saying like, well, look, if it's a one to three, I don't know, wait a couple days. If it's a four to seven, okay, maybe we'll look at it. If it's a seven to 10, we're like, all right, this is pretty fucking serious. We better order him some pills off of eBay after we get done ordering a Cheeto that also looks like a uh, drug of abuse, an opioid. This Cheeto looks just like an opioid. (laughs) Please your friends. Anyway, so what we're going to do for just a little bit here is I'm working on a, a new short book, a comedy book called The Heistest Heist Ever Heisted, A Heist Story, Special Editor's Edition. So I thought I would read some of this for you. Um, It's just a thing we do on here. So I hope you enjoy parts of the Heistest Heist Ever Heisted, A Heist Story, Special Editor's Edition. Do you like how I'm like, I hope you enjoy parts of? I'm not so full of myself as to think you're going to enjoy it overall. But parts, that's possible. Editor's Note This edition of The Heistest Heist Ever Heisted is the newly revised, up-to-date edition. If you're reading an edition other than this edition, it's missing key elements and editing notes that provide clarity and and necessary unstupidness. But if you're reading another edition, you wouldn't be able to read this note anyway, so maybe this is all worthless. Damn it. The first key to being part of a heist is to show that you've got a special skill. There are guys who can sit on top of elevators and make them all fucked up. And there are guys who make disguises. There's usually someone like a girl who's really good with knives and is also kind of terrifying. But whatever the skill is, you need something. Which is why I spent a lot of years barfing on money. I can play my body like a fiddle. Like someone who's good at fiddle can play a fiddle anyway. I'm not good at fiddle, so I can play my body like someone who's good at fiddle can play a fiddle. This got really complicated. Let me simplify. I can barf on command. Shit, belch, whatever. I can do other stuff too, like cry, but that's never got me out of a ticket. Probably it's too pathetic. Instead of getting me out of the ticket, it gets me into a worse ticket because the cop is so disgusted. Then I go to court, cry again, and pretty soon I'm in an orange jumpsuit and crying for real, which is not a great power move in prison. I know what you're thinking. Being able to barf whenever you want doesn't sound too useful. But trust me, if there's one thing I learned from this lady who built an empire off pictures of her giant butt online, any gift is useful. You just need the right application. Step one in my regular process is to get an invite to a poker game. My tactic is to sit at a bar with a poker for fuckups book next to me. And I look at a page, put the book down, shuffle a deck of cards so they explode up in the air... Then I gather up the cards and look in the book again, like I'm trying to figure out what went wrong, and then I shuffle again and explode the cards again. Meanwhile, I have two fat wallets poking out of the back of my pants, and when I buy my drinks, I pull out a wad of bills separate from the two wallets. And while I pick up the cards I exploded, bills fall out of my pockets and the collar of my shirt and my ear. This is a variation of a trick I learned from my fun uncle, or funkel, not to be confused with a fuckle. That's a different uncle who you might also get money from, but he doesn't just give it to you. You earn it with silence. I know my act seems pretty obvious. Some people will tell you, don't hit me over the head with it. But I'll tell you right now, when people say that, they're not thinking that what you'll hit them over the head with is a wallet full of money that you have no control over. You really need them to get that point. And the point is that you have a wallet, and inside that wallet, there's money. Last week I was at a poker game. I was getting housed, like usual. One of my biggest problems is I genuinely don't know how to play poker. At all. You'd think I'd pick some of it up by now, but I'm pretty thick that way. Plus, I'm usually focused on the food and drinks at poker parties. Like at this party last week, there was a giant party sub. And if you don't know the difference between a sub and a party sub, the difference is a party sub is gigantic. That's what makes a sandwich into a party. Gigantism. It's the same principle as drinking. What's the difference between drinking and partying? Quantity. Anyway, I'm eating a lot of party sub because it's pretty good, and I just keep folding. Every time I'm supposed to bet or call or whatever, I say fold around a mouthful of sandwich and set my cards down on the table. Because one of the keys to eating a lot of sub is to have your hands empty of cards most of the time. The more time there's no cards in your hands, the more time you can have sandwich in your hands, which is one step closer to having that sandwich in your face. The leader of the group, Hank, is the one who picked me up at the bar while I was doing my explode the cards routine. He invited me over to his garage, where we're all sitting around this fancy poker table he built, which then he had to put in the garage because it was destroying his marriage to have a poker table and a bunch of guys smoking cigars inside the house. I know a lot of keys to things, and the key to a good marriage is to take whatever you love the most in life, whatever brings you joy, and be willing to relocate it to the garage and use it once every few months when you've built up enough relationship capital to have a big fight with your wife because you wanted to experience one shred of joy, which involved picking up a stranger at a bar, getting annihilated, spending hundreds of dollars on sandwiches, and staying up until 3 a.m. playing poker. I'm not married, but trust me, I'm a good observer. If you're thinking about getting married, make sure you have a garage and that you're willing to put everything you love out there and mostly forget it. Anyway, the other guys are getting suspicious because I keep folding. But it's cool because they keep collecting my auntie, whatever the hell that means. And I'm doing a good job of talking through mouthfuls of party sub and saying stuff like, Gee whiz, of all the rotten luck, and other stuff Charlie Brown would probably say if he tried to play poker and always lost. Did Charlie Brown have leukemia? Is that why he was bald and with no eyebrows? I guess the good thing when your kid has leukemia is that you can get them a Snoopy and be pretty sure the dog will outlive the kid. Hey, it's not a huge ray of sunshine, but I'm talking about childhood cancers here. What's a silver lining that's better? If you've got one, I'd love to hear it. After a couple hours and a couple feet of party sub, it's time to make my move. The money is all out on the table, and I take a moment to center myself. It's a tough puke this time. I'm very full, but it's all bread and meat and stuff. I should probably drink smoothies or something at these things, but you'd be surprised how little these guys seem to care about their health. They're just always eating smoked meats and cheeses and stuff, not a lot of probiotics or leafy greens. If I think of something really gross, that usually gets me going. Someone told me once that if you're having sex and want to slow it down, imagine you're having sex with your grandma on a huge pile of garbage. That was pretty gross, but when I tried that one, it backfired and I finished really fast. I don't know why. Maybe it's a testament to the abilities of the person I slept with that time. Or maybe my brain double-crossed me and made me finish fast so I could stop torturing it with these grandma garbage images. The one other possibility I don't like thinking about, my grandma was a good-looking woman. I'm just going to throw it out there and never mention it again. But whatever the reason, it weirded me out and I never really came back from it. If all else fails when I'm working up a puke, I squeeze my balls a little. That's pretty nauseating. Hank is like, hey man, are you playing or what? Just a second, I say. I say, I think that sandwich might have something funny in it. Or at least that's what I start to say before puke rockets out of my mouth and covers the table, the cards, most of the other players, and best of all, the money. The part of puking you never get used to is when you have to wait to take a breath. Puke takes forever to finish up so you can breathe in again. My eyeballs are tight in the sockets, and I wonder if they'll shoot out someday. That would be cool if I could do that, but this is real life, not Beetlejuice World. After the puke, there's usually at least one person who leaves right away. Like, leaves the entire house. There's usually one person who vomits or almost vomits himself and can't stay in the room. There's always one or two people who stay in the room, but they mostly just want to unwind all the puke. Use their brain to make it so it never happened, and puke is something you can never unwind. One time I did one of these, and the guy who owned the house, he stood there in horror, handing me paper towels one at a time. A paper towel would be totally saturated, and a whole roll later you couldn't even tell any cleaning had gone on whatsoever. If you do a puke like this right, it goes everywhere, and everyone has a limit. Some find the limit when the puke mostly fills an ashtray and a cigar on the edge is still burning and starts cooking the puke. Actually, I don't think I've ever seen anyone go beyond that. That's pretty much the touchdown plus conversion of puking on poker tables. I just start sweeping puke and paper towels and the whole tablecloth into a garbage bag and the money. Sometimes they see the money go in, but is $20 of your money worth having if it's covered in puke? Some people say yes, but most people just want this whole thing to be over. And if they get testy about it, I've always got another puke on deck. When I go out to my car with my bag full of puke and money, there's a guy out there leaning against my car. I don't get all bent out of shape about people leaning on my car, but the problem is I have a really shitty car, so even though I don't get bent out of shape, my car does pretty get pretty bent out of shape when people lean on it or lightly brush against it. If I drive faster than about 40, the wind starts to warp the frame. This guy leaned on my car looks slick. It's hard to describe someone who looks slick because when I do, the person just sounds like an asshole. Okay, this guy was wearing cool cowboy boots. If I tried to do that, the boots would smell terrible for one thing. But with this guy, you could tell his shoes didn't smell bad at all and his feet probably didn't sweat. Meanwhile, I smell like a giant ball sack just from riding in the car to work when it's a little too sunny. The shoes is all I got, and I know I just said what he looks like, and then I tried to describe his smell from how he looks, which doesn't even make sense. Like I said, I'm bad at describing. The guy said, nice work in there. I covered my mouth and said, thanks. I covered my mouth because I definitely still had puke breath. The guy, the slick guy, he reached in his pocket and he pulled out a thing of gum. He held it out to me and I went to take a stick, but he said, keep it, the whole thing. I don't chew gum. I said thanks and chewed a piece, and then I put in another piece right away because I could tell one was not going to cut it. The first piece sort of absorbed the puke flavor from my mouth, so it just tasted like puke flavor gum with just a little wintergreen. -er green. Great name, bad flavor. By the time the slick guy said, Want to take a ride? I have a business offer for you. I had to nod because my mouth was too full of gum to say any actual words. There you have it. That's the first part of the heistest heist ever heisted a heist story, special editor's edition. Um, We could do more of that in the future, and uh, hopefully it'll be finished someday. This one has taken me forever for no real reason. Maybe because I started it and then watched the Oceans movies, because I was like, I think I'm making fun of heist movies, but I don't know how many I've actually seen. I remember seeing Ronan when it came out like in, you know, 1997 and just thinking like, damn, this is a long movie. Um, that, that might be it. The Usual Suspects, that's kind of a heist movie, right? Anyway, so I I maybe had to stop and do some research and be like, yeah, what is, what does happen in these heist movies? (laughs) I decided to do a parody of a thing I've never actually seen, um, um, Although I do think that would be kind of entertaining. Like, someone who's never read Harry Potter is like, okay, do a Harry Potter parody, or never seen Star Wars. And it's like, write a Star Wars parody novel. I bet they could do okay. You know, that's the thing about writing parody novels. It's pretty easy. The hard thing is you have to, like, write and stuff. You know? Which is really the hard thing about writing any kind of novel, right? The actual, like, doing of stuff. It's really the hard thing about life. You just gotta do stuff. Talk about two times. Talk about one, yeah. You're asking the questions, that nobody could. Like, where's the phone?